Dr. Harmon thinks it's important for the patients to have familiar things to look at, said Hannah. Things to remind them of their lives. Audrey nodded mutely, taking it all in, looking everywhere but at the patient in the bed. The room was nice enough, better than what she'd expected, homey, not like a hospital. It smelled clean and lemony without the harsh tang of antiseptic chemicals, but it was strange for Andrew, a perpetually messy person, to be in a place so neat and tidy. She sighed. He wasn't capable of messiness any more. Stealing herself, she looked down at her brother. Seeing him felt like a punch to the gut. In some ways, he looked the way she remembered him, with the same large chocolate-brown eyes and dark, messy hair. But his expression was vacant. His mouth hung open and a stream of drool ran down his chin. He had her brother's face, but Andrew had always charmed people with his quick smile and infectious laugh. With those things gone, he didn't seem like the same person. Audrey blinked rapidly, trying not to cry, trying to keep herself together. Good, said Hannah, looking down at him. You're awake. Your sister's here to see you. Oh, no, you've lost a glove. Audrey's gaze flicked to Andrew's hands laid out on top of a handmade quilt, one of their mother's creations. One hand wore a surgical glove, the other was naked and pale. It was a small thing, but oddly, Audrey found it a little encouraging. Her brother could still be messy. Hannah turned to the glove dispenser on the wall. Oops, she said. Empty. I'll get some more. I'll be right back. Turning to leave, she hesitated and then turned back to Audrey. Hannah launched into a lecture, speaking in a practiced rhythm that made Audrey think the nurse had said these words many times before. None of us knows how susceptible we are to goblin fruit. Some people use it continually and never become catatonic. Others fall into catatonia the first time they try it. You share the genes of a cataleptic, so you may be more vulnerable than most people. You can't ever forget. As Hannah continued speaking, Audrey began to picture the things she was saying. She imagined Hannah leaving the room to get the gloves, and imagined herself moving up close to her brother, staring down at his uncovered hand. Traces of goblin fruit leach out through the pores of their hands. Large drops of bright orange moisture appeared on Andrew's palm. You touch him and become contaminated. She saw herself touch her brother's hand and then stare at the orange liquid running down her fingers until it absorbed into her skin. You crave the drug. Now she was pacing back and forth in her apartment, beating her fists in agitation. You try it. She approached a dealer on the street and bought the goblin fruit, a large clear capsule filled with the orange liquid. It burst when she shoved it in her mouth and the juice ran down her chin. Right away you're addicted, said Hannah. You keep using it. Audrey saw herself consuming the drug again and again. Until suddenly, a day or a week or a month later, it happens. 
Audrey shoved a capsule into her mouth one last time and then began to convulse, falling down and lying in the street. Your body remains, but your mind is gone. She stopped twitching and lay still, her eyes wide but unmoving, her mouth hanging open. Blinking, Audrey looked at the nurse. That's not going to happen to me. Of course not, said Hannah. I'll be right back. She left to get the box of gloves, and Audrey stared at Andrew's empty face, trying not to look at his bare hand. It was all too much for her. Seeing her brother had amazingly been even harder than she expected. 